Hey everyone, it's Carmita, and welcome to Missing in the PNW. Happy Black History Month, guys! If you're listening to this episode on the day it comes out, it will be Wednesday, February 1st, 2023, which in America, I'm not sure, I don't think they do this anywhere else in the world, but um, in America, February is Black History Month. So for my international listeners who are wondering what the hell that is, now you know. I would hope you already knew, but now you know. So this whole month is actually, it's something that I didn't get to do last year. Um, Unfortunately, you guys know because of the passing of my fiance. So this, I mean, this whole month, um, I want to really, really advocate for all of the black women, children, men, everybody who's out there who's missing, who don't get attention, um, just do whatever I can to try to get these names out there. Um, I'm probably going to also bring up, like in this case, I'm going to bring up some names of past cases that I've done um, just for like comparisons. So, of course, I want to go ahead and just before we get into everything, thank you guys for everything you do. Literally, word of mouth, um, all the comments, likes, shares. You guys are awesome. It it amazes me how you guys are always so willing to help me put the names and faces of these missing persons out there. So, of course, I want to say thank you. Um, And this one, uh, this case is another really sad case that I'm just going to have to jump into because I... I'm already going to rant a couple of times in it, and I I just want to get through it. So today's episode is on Danica Childs. Now, Danica was nicknamed Neek or Nika. She's been missing since December 21st, 2007 from Federal Way, Washington. I believe we spoke about Federal Way before, um, but it's just under two and a half hours, slightly like northeast from Portland. Uh, it's in King County, and um, if you guys remember back in October when I went for the PNW True Crime Fest, uh, I went to Auburn, and Federal Way is, like, just barely west of Auburn. It probably will take, like, I don't know, 15 minutes to get there. On the day that Danica went missing, she spoke to her mom on the phone and said that she was going to go Christmas shopping with her sisters and some friends and that she'd be home later. Unfortunately, she never made it home. Now, some of Danica's belongings were found in Kent, Washington at the Sunset Motel. Apparently, she had stayed there the night before and her coat, purse, and cell phone were still there. I know this is 2007, but she's a teenager. What teenager does not have their phone on them at all times? So, definitely, that should have been red flag number one. Now, the motel does have a super shady reputation for being a hot drug spot and a spot for prostitution, which apparently, unfortunately, Danica was involved in. And this was kind of brought to the conclusion by her mom from the uh, messages that she read or listened to on Danica's phone. Um, And... She had no idea um, that, you know, this had been happening to Danica. So (laughs) this is where I'm going to go on my first rant because 
after this little, I, I get it, circumstantial evidence, but this little amount of evidence, you know, being in a hotel with a shady reputation and having, um, you know, having le- left some of her personal belongings, like, that's, I, I don't understand why police automatically jump to she's a runaway. And we see that a lot. We hear that a lot, especially when it comes to marginalized communities. They're so quick to label them as runaways. But again, I believe, as well as her mother, that she was sex trafficked. So this, I mean, this is just proves my point more that all they did was look at the fact that Danica was black. Now, Danica was actually biracial. She is black and white. But the cops look at her being black and an apparent, and I put this in quotation marks, prostitute, and they were automatically, yep, she ran away. I really wish people, I really wish they would stop doing this because I have talked about this before so many times. This hurts cases so much. Like, literally, again, First 48, if y'all still haven't watched that show, go watch it. First 48 hours are the most important when anybody goes kidnapping, let alone a teenager. Again, have no idea why the hell they just jumped to the conclusion that she ran away. They did not even take into account a couple of things about Danica. One, she was a very bright young woman who loved choreographing dances for herself and her friends, and she was a great writer and wrote poetry. She also did very well in school, so well that she was even asked to be a a part of a dual enrollment program when she had entered high school. So this program would let her not only get her high school credits, but also earn college credits. Um, I actually had a couple of friends that did this. Uh, I remember when I was in eighth grade, they would, I think it was, I don't think it was every day though. I think it was like a couple times a week. Um, they would go up to the high school and take like an Excel math class or something like that. So while in that program, she met a boy and began to struggle in class, unfortunately, eventually dropping out. She then, however, went to an alternative school. She had thought about getting her GED, but was really, like, understood how important an actual high school diploma was. And she decided to enroll herself in an alternative school. She held down a job. She was on track to graduate. All of this are good things, guys. Like, the cops didn't look into any of this. Also, biggest shocker. Remember that boy I told you about? Turns out he's a pimp. And Danica had been sexually exploited for months. I mean, hello, police officers. I, I think I'm doing your job for you. Did, did anybody look into this guy? Did anybody, like, do anything other than put up missing person flyers and say she was missing? Go ahead, I'll wait. This isn't the first, and you know this isn't the last, that I'm going to be talking about sex trafficking. It is one of the most horrible things that happen to kids and teenagers. And, I mean, and yes, adults too. But kids and teenagers are so much more vulnerable. And, again, Federal Way is also not that far from Seattle. And Seattle is 
like I told you guys before, the like main capital. It's like sex trafficking central in the Pacific Northwest. You look at other cases that are covered. Alyssa McLemore, Kalita K.K. White. Those two women were also believed to have been trafficked. I know you guys are like, get to the point. But like, I think my point is, is that some people still don't understand that this happens. The cops, I don't know why, uh, again, they just jumped to she's a runaway instead of, oh, there's all this shady stuff and she was at a shady motel and she had shady messages. Um, So she could possibly be a victim. Nope, she's just a runaway. Now, in a 2018 article that I had read on the Oxygen True Crime website, they actually posted a video with some facts about missing and abducted children. In 2016, there were 20,000 500 cases that the NCMEC, or National Center for Missing and Exploited Children, assisted law enforcement and families with. Now, they have done a lot of good things. You see um, a lot of the flyers up in stores like Walmart, places like that. Um, But I'm not trying to knock anything that they're doing, but 20,000 out of 300,000 kids that go missing, like, it doesn't sound, it's just so small. That's just such a small number. Like, yes, it's awesome that you help that many people, but it's still such a small number compared to the amount of kidnappings that happen in a year. 45% of missing and exploited children are classified as runaways. But, Of those supposed, in quotation marks, runaways, one in seven of them were, in fact, sex trafficked. And honestly, I believe that they only get that number because those are the people that they were able to save. I I don't know about you guys, but that I just can't. Those numbers, they just don't add up. Now, in 2011, it also was reported that half of all kidnappings were sexually motivated crimes half of them okay i don't understand like okay again i go back to 2007 i get it phones were like just coming out all cool um the like facebook and you know myspace it was like around that time everything was getting more popular i get it like there wasn't as much advancement in technology or social media like there is now again now like this is still happening and again with the advancements of technology and social media there are plenty of ways that should help in locating missing children i mean it's to me it's kind of like use all the resources that you know life gives you lemons make lemonade like You guys have this at your disposal. So that's another reason why I think that I'm just like so grateful for all of you guys. And I thank you all the time for helping spread these words because obviously law enforcement doesn't. Now, Danica was only 17 years old at the time of her disappearance. She is described as, like I said, biracial. She's black and white. She has brown hair and brown eyes. She's in between five foot two and five foot three. Um, and weighs about 100 pounds. So she was a little, little girl, guys. Like, 
she was 17, but she was just for being that tall and that, you know, weighing that much, she's just tiny. She was last seen wearing a black sweater jacket that had a faux fur hood. I remember everybody wanted those back in the day, including me. And she also had on a Mickey Mouse shirt, blue jeans, and black suede boots. She does have her lip, nose, and belly button pierced. Um, you'll see the lip ring in the picture that I'm going to post. Um, there's also... I'm trying to find there's a Facebook page for her. Uh, I'm trying to find that, and I'll link that in the show notes. Um, she is on NamUs. You guys know as much as I can, I cross-check NamUs. So she is on there. Um, unfortunately, there wasn't really inf- any information on there. Um, and then she is... Uh, on the missing children section of the WSP Washington State Patrol website. Um, so like I said, there's there's three different lists on there. Indigenous, missing children, and then just missing people like adults. That list, those lists, I don't believe they get updated. At least not like the Indigenous person list does. If you have any information... Literally the smallest little detail. Again, you can always stay anonymous. But please, please, please call the Federal Way Police Department at 253-835-6856. This, I mean, in the situation that she was in, somebody saw something. Somebody heard something. Somebody knows something. If you see it, report it. Pretty sure kids get taught that in, like, elementary school. So, call the police. Remain anonymous if you wish to be. Again, we need to be, you know, and I'm never going to stop saying this either. We need to be better for our kids. We need to make sure our kids have a better life, grow up in a better world. And, I mean, it's, like I said, these cases are just so hard because I couldn't even imagine having one of my daughters go missing, let alone be sex trafficked and exploited. (sighs) Well, um, I mean, that was a lot for me, Um, but that's all I have this week. So I will talk to you guys next week. Uh, Remember, have fun, but be safe.